Hey, what's up? This is Tim Roth from Into Eternity. This is Diana van Giesbergen from Xandria. Hey, this is David Rivera from Ex Mortis. This is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. This is Danny Marino from The Agonist, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Well, welcome, Great Metal Debate listeners, and tonight we have another very special guest for you. Joining us again from Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada is none other than Miss Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. Brittany, welcome back to the Great Metal Debate podcast. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I had a really good time last time, so hopefully we'll do the same. Okay, we aim to please. Let's just jump right in, okay? Sure. All right, now, Brittany, we've invited you back tonight for a very special reason. Why don't you tell us what Unleash the Archers has been up to? Well, we have a new album coming out on June 26th in Europe and July 10th in North America. So, it's, what's, what's the name of the album? Uh, it's called Time Stand Still. Time Stand. And you guys have been working on this for quite a while. Yes, we have. <laughs> and, and I know as far as the Great Metal Debate listeners goes, it's one of the most expected, uh, anticipated, if you will, albums of the year. So uh, super excitement about it. I, I can tell you that for a fact. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, Brittany, I, I read on your Facebook where the reviews are kind of starting to come in. How's it been received so far? Pretty pretty good, actually. Um Almost everything has been very positive. Uh, if if they have, you know, rating scales or whatever, we're doing pretty good with that. Probably about ninety uh, percent, I'd say. Um, so. Oh, that's yeah. So, I mean, it's I mean, it's doing really well. I'm better than I could have ever hoped. You know, I mean, I have a firm mind that if you have no expectations, then there are no disappointments. So I try not to, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't hope for anything ever, but I try not to expect too much or, yeah, you know, get my hopes up. So it's, yeah, it's been really great, actually. I, I, I'm surprised. Well, that's good. That's always a pleasant surprise. And 90, you get an A for your music grade this semester. That's excellent. <laughs> now, you know, as always, there's comparisons with previous albums. And the one track that I've heard from the video, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, it has a little bit of a different sound to it. Uh, I know that Braden's no longer uh, with you guys. you got the new guitarist and Andrew Kingsley and the new bass player and Kyle Shepard. Mm -hmm. Has that given the band kind of a new voice to your music? Uh, yeah, a little bit, actually, for sure. Andrew is definitely a very different guitar player from Braden. Um, he's very, I mean, they're both very talented. Uh, they just have different styles. So uh, Andrew you know, came in with, he's, he had a whole bunch of ideas and stuff that he, you know, he was ready to rock when he joined us. He knew, he knew that we were uh, in the middle of writing a new record and he was super excited to contribute to it. And we were excited to have him, but he also, I mean, he was the one that brought it up that said, you know, if there's anything that you think doesn't sound right, you know, that isn't the UTA sound, then just, you know, we'll, we'll toss it. And um, that we really appreciated that he understood that 
we didn't want to completely go in a, in a whole new direction that we wanted to stay true to what we've done in the past. So, all right, well, let me ask you this, let me, you know, do you set out to create a new sound or is that kind of a natural evolution of a band that's hitting on all cylinders? Yeah, no, we, I mean, we, we don't want to be the kind of band that releases the same record every time we want to change and evolve. And, but we also grow and we mature and, uh, with new writers comes, you know, new ideas and, uh, you know, trying things that, you know, you know, the, another member of the band would never have tried before or um, just sort of opening up to new, you know, new ideas and new riffage and things like that. Um, but, I mean, we, yeah, we, we never were ones to shy away from trying something new, it, you know, on the other records. So I think that we'll continue to create new stuff and experiment with things as it comes around and as our personal tastes change as well because you know i mean personally i was really inspired by lost horizon on this new record and then i may fall in love with some other band and be you know totally inspired by that you know some i don't know doom black metal band you you never know so um yeah i mean you don't want to write the same record every time for sure well, it's, it, now it's my understanding that Grant and Andrew had played together before, knew each other, so, you know, mm -hmm. how hard is it to get that someone new in the band, you know, to welcome them in the writing process, and, and you, you know, you've already said that it was a fairly smooth transition with him coming in and saying, if it's not your sound, then, then let me know, you know, uh, so does that release the tension and make it easier for the writing well, process we, in um, general? When Braden, when when Braden left, we tried we sort of made a go of it uh, on our own the three of us grant and scott and i writing and just trying to power through it a little bit but it was it was very hard and very slow going um yeah we i mean we'd get together and jam and 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 figure out a song but when we would get to a point where it's like hey well where does it go from here or you know we would keep going back to the same old stuff and we wanted something new and so um when we thought to ask Andrew, even though he was over on the island at the time, it was, uh, we, you know, we were just sort of over the moon that he agreed to join the band. He agreed to move over to Vancouver because he was the first one that all of us thought of because he and uh, he and Grant played together in Archon Legion and we used to tour with Archon Legion a lot and we played lots of shows with them and if you look at our poster wall uh, that we have up in our jam spot of all the posters or shows that we've ever kept there's a lot of Archon and Unleash on there together so we've always been really close with Andrew and Grant and um, so it was kind of like this amalgamation of these two classic Victoria bands you know, come together to create this um, super group, as it, as you will, I guess. And it was, yeah, it was very easy once we had Andrew in there. It just everything started going, and wheels were in motion, and um, it, it it worked out really well. And we were very lucky that he um, lifted up his whole life and brought it over to Vancouver for us. So yeah, that, that's excellent. I, th I think it certainly comes out in the video and in the teaser that you put out so far. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to hearing. Um, but let's talk about going into the studio now. Now, Brittany, this is—I've always thought it was kind of weird. You know, the guys lay down their tracks, and then you go into this room by yourself. <laughs> you know, and there's some people in a booth pointing at you and bobbing their heads. You know, 
is what's that like? Is it is it intimidating? Does it get easier as you, you know as you go along? <laughs> yes, actually, I would have to say that I'm much more comfortable in the studio than you know now than I was before. Um, it is intimidating. Yes, it's also you put a lot of pressure on yourself more than anything. Um, you know, you have an idea in your head or you've written this part and you want it to sound just a certain way and maybe your voice isn't working for you that day and it's not, you're not quite getting there or something. It's, it can be really frustrating. And sometimes, you know, you can do a part 50 times and it just kind of loses its meaning a little bit and then you got to like take a break and then come back. And it's, um, yeah, it can be pretty strenuous in there. Uh, this time, I mean, it was still stressful and everything and there was definitely a lot of swearing and <laughs> uh, punching the air and uh, <clears throat> like changing the way I stood like a million different ways to try and get that perfect wail or whatever. Um, but this time I, I I think I sort of just just kind of threw it all out there. I I didn't want to I didn't want to hold anything back and I was wanted to do my best and I didn't want to you know a lot of times I think about oh what are people going to think about this or you know other people's opinions and I just said you know what excuse my language but fuck it I'm just gonna do what I do and if people don't like it in the end whatever and basically um I think it came across I don't know well I mean are you a vocal perfectionist you know are you are you the gal in the booth where guys are going okay come on come on we got it we got it but you're going no one more time yeah yeah yes that is you but okay perfect unfortunately though we don't really have the time sure. or the money to <laughs> make everything perfect i mean if i had give me six months in a studio uh, to get every single syllable perfect i would but um we just yeah we couldn't we can't afford to spend that much time in there unfortunately so um, Brayden did all the recording though of my vocals so that was awesome because I love him and he's like my brother and we he's always produced my vocals and um, and this time it was really I don't know it was different because he wasn't a bandmate uh -huh. he was the you know he was the engineer and he was um, the guy on the other side of the of the soundboard so I think we worked really well together and there were points where he's like no Brett like it's good trust me and I just had to go and, you know, I just had to trust him. And I think there were some points where I was kind of like, no, let's, you know, I know exactly what I'm thinking. And then there were other points where I was like, you know what? You're right. Okay. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> okay. Now you've got this great teaser and a video out now. How are the pre-orders going? Good. Really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of Canadian pre-orders, of course, mm -hmm. because we have a lot of friends and fans here and, um, the shipping wasn't ridiculous to Canada like it was for Europe and the U.S. So, uh, yeah, pretty good, actually. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's not going to cover the cost of how much everything is to buy from Napalm because it's so expensive now. It's unbelievable how, uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> we hear this from bands a lot. I mean, it's just incredibly expensive to record. Yeah, and I just, but like, uh, I didn't, I don't know, you, you know, I just am excited for all the things that they can do for us, that, you know, the places that they can take us that we couldn't go on our, on our own, so I have to keep reminding myself that the benefits outweigh the detriments, but it's, it's, Absolutely, um, and yeah, it's coming, it, it'll get there. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, let me ask you, any band worth their salt uses social media these days. Do you guys do your own social media stuff? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, along those lines, and this is always a kind of a touchy subject for bands, I think. It's a it's a fine line between exposure and and uh, giving your material away on stuff like YouTube and such. Um, you know, how, how do you deal with that? Especially now that you're with Napalm, you know, you know, you don't want to give your music away for free, but you got to get out there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's it is nice to have Napalm there that we that you know they tell us what we're allowed to give out and who and um, when and and they sort of they, you know they have really tight rules about that stuff. So it's kind of nice now that they're in charge of all that because then we when people come to us and they say you know oh I'm I'm a DJ send me your CD. I mean, how do we know that you're a DJ? How do we know that, you know what I mean? And whereas before, I would always feel bad. It's like, yeah, we want to get our music out there, and we want it to be on your uh, tiny radio show in the middle of wherever, nowhere. Um, But it's also very expensive to print a CD, to send it to you, to give the CD away. That's, you know, 15 bucks that isn't going to go in our gas tank on our next tour and stuff like that. So, um it was always, but it was always very hard for me because I, you know, I do want people to be able to have access to the music, even if they can't afford it. Um, so, but you know, it is it is nice now that we basically just say, you know, please contact the label for promo- promotional stuff, blah blah blah. And um, it's been pretty good. I mean, I've had friends that I have worked with before that have said, you know, hey, can can you get me on the list for promos? And and I sent at all, and and when all the other big websites got it, they got it too. So. Um, I mean, there's not. It's, it's. I'm not saying that I don't have any say in it, but when it comes to most of it, it's all it's all on Napalm. So, but I mean, I, like I said, I don't want to stop people from being able to hear the music, and I'm all for streaming it on YouTube once it's out. I don't even. I just don't know that we would be allowed to do that. It's really like technically we don't own that music anymore. It's not. It's not our music. So, which is. Yeah. Well, you know, Gonflock has a saying, and, and that is, you know, real fans buy music and merchandise and support bands. I think that's very true, and I think that's something you guys deserve. You know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it, and, uh, you know, you, you need to get a reward for that, I think. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the video. Tonight We Ride. Uh, it's very Mad Max-like. You know, and my question is this: Were there actual marauders with masks and wigs and crazy goggles chasing? <laughs> At any point in time, did a vehicle blow up and flip over? No. Oh, that would have been so cool, though. Oh God. Well, listen. I think the video is pretty cool as it is. Why don't you tell me about the making of the video? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's basically it was actually filmed about two years ago in the summer of 2013 so that's why Brayden is in it um, and not Andrew and uh, we had recorded Tonight We Ride to use as a demo to shop out to labels and uh, we were contacted by well we weren't contacted we had a friend that put us in touch with Nathan Nathan Cox who is the director and he said you know yeah I'd be totally down with shooting a music video for you guys but we need to do it like right away so we were like okay so we had tonight we ride ready to go so that's the one that we used Uh and we went down to the desert and um nathan has friends 
that are part of this um, camp from Burning Man called Death Guild Thunderdome. And basically what they do is they set up a real Thunderdome at Burning Man every year and they have these rad art cars that they bring and they surround the dome and it's just like the movie and everything. That's awesome. Yeah, totally awesome, right? So Nathan knew all these people and we went down there and they were nice enough to give us their time and access to their vehicles and they drove us around um, for three days we were filming and and then, yeah, and then Nathan put it all together and and he was kind of like, well, what do you want me to do about Braden? <laughs> and we were like, okay, just leave him in there because he really deserved to, you know, have that last uh, little bit of UTA because he put so much time into this band and he's uh, he's been such a huge part of, you know, why we are where we are today. So um, we left, yeah, we left him in there and we said, oh, whatever, people will ask questions, but it doesn't matter. So. And then, yeah, it was ready to go. We were going to release the record in early 2014, and um, Braden quit, and we lost our bass player as well, and things just came to a standstill, and then we found Andrew, and we got, you know, we got things going again, and and then we were ready for a fall 2014 release, and then Napalm contacted us, and so we pushed it back again, and then it happened to coincide perfectly with the release of the new Mad Max Fury Road movie. So it actually worked out uh, pretty good in our favor, actually. So I, I think it's a great uh, first release. I mean, you, in that video, you hit notes, I, I think, as powerful as I've ever heard you sing. I mean, it really is a great <laughs> job, a job well done. Oh, thank you very much. All right, now, Let's uh, change directions here a little bit. You know, we we talked about influences on the on the last uh, interview. You talked about Dickinson and Halford and some of the classic, you know, metal singers. But I think we learn a lot about someone by knowing what they listen to in certain moods. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, you you get a, a contemplative mood, a thoughtful mood. Who do you listen to? Um, Fiore. It's I think they're from Sweden. I'm not too sure, um, but it's like exactly like you think. Fever Ray. Yeah. And they did actually the song that is the opening credits for the show Vikings. Oh, cool! You know that? I love you know that show. Yeah, so you know that like really pounding sort of um, darker progressive kind yeah. of track that they use. Yeah. So Fever Ray is the is the the artist behind that one, and uh, I listen to their whole self-titled album quite often, and it's pretty it's pretty cool stuff. So definitely. If I'm feeling like quiet and contemplative, I'll yeah. put on some Fever Ray. That's great. Although when I watch Vikings, I storm the neighbor's house a lot, and that <laughs> has caused problems. But that's a different. All right. I always try to do my hair like Ragnar when I. Oh. <laughs> after yeah. I watch that, Excellent. like should I just shave the sides? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing that now. I'm a visual learner, so that's great. <laughs> All right. So you get in a fun or a silly mood? What do you listen to? Um. Well, there's this band um, out there right in that, that's kind of popular these days that is called Future Islands, and they did this track on David Letterman uh, called Seasons, and it's uh, it's pretty pretty rocking like summertime anthemy kind of track. So yeah, lately I've been putting that on whenever I come home from work on a Friday and just want to dance around and the the album is actually called Singles so I'll usually listen through that it's a pretty I mean they're not metal in any way but um, it's a lot of fun for yeah, sure yeah fun. what about if you're in a sad or a melancholy mood 
Uh, I'll go for uh, like Tchaikovsky. Usually, I like um, putting on mo- usually the discography, but sometimes I'll do like Sleeping Beauty or something. Um, I just love composers that compose for ballet. I don't know why, but I just I just love it. I love imagining the dancers, and I've only ever seen like two ballets in my life. I think like Nutcracker and one other one. I can't even remember, uh, but I don't know. It's just so beautiful, and it's always so flowing. And I love a full orchestra, so I'll usually put on some Tchaikovsky. Yeah. You know, for some reason, I'm picturing you dancing a ballet, looking like Ragnar right now. But that's well. What about <laughs> oh when you? What about when you're happy? So, you're blissful. Oh, Ed Guy for sure. I love Ed Guy. Great call. Oh yeah, like I put on uh, Tears of a Mandrake. Ah, yeah. And I just sing along to that all day long. <laughs> Excellent. You know, you introduced me to Ed Guy when you did a playlist for us uh, when, when we uh, last year, and then I was like, "How have I missed this this band? This is awesome." Uh, I know. I I love when you find that though. When it's like, yeah. okay, I have you know, I've missed out on however many ten years you guys have been around, but I'm so glad that I found you now. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I want to turn to something a little more serious. I heard you say in a previous interview. You, you said that you're not doing this, that, that's singing. You're not doing this so people can pull you out for your sex. You're singing just to be a metal singer. And I thought that was a great quote. And, and my, my question is, and I'll preface it here in a second, my question is basically, has metal in general made any progress in the area of misogyny? And, you know, maybe by asking this question, it hasn't. But <laughs> it was such a great quote. I'd like to hear you talk a little more about it. Sure, yeah. I um I do think that that, that steps have been made. Um for sure. I mean, I, I can only imagine um what maybe it, it what it would have been like 10, 15, 20 years ago to try and be taken seriously in the metal world like um girls that have paved the way like Tara Tarunin and Angela Gossow and um Doro and uh, yeah, all that um, what's the one that she does? Metal Queen. I'm not sure. Oh, I can't remember now. But um, like to be just thought of as a you know a pretty face kind of that happens to be able to sing is is the the, the thing that we're fighting against the most I think. Um, but yeah, I've, I I don't know. I have this feeling that if we, I know like even asking this question, it's like. If we stop talking about it, if we stop making a big deal out of it, if if we stop saying, you know, I mean, female-fronted metal, I can't, it's 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 impossible really to ask that because it is a, just a description of the sound. It's not, I mean, we've gotten past the point where people are saying it's a genre, so there's you know your progress right there. People are learning that you don't female-fronted metal doesn't exist. It's you know a female-fronted symphonic metal or power metal or death metal or whatever and female fronted is just a descriptor but i think there are it's you know the the day that we've won is the day that it doesn't matter and you know it's not even mentioned or anything anymore and even (laughs) the day you don't get these questions anymore yeah i guess um i mean i don't know it's yeah it's hard to say because 
the point the the stuff that I hate the most is the competitiveness that that people bring out. Oh, okay, yeah. That's... Like you 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 see sometimes like I'm just on Facebook. I, I was going through the comments. I don't I, I mean usually don't or whatever, but um on a post on Napalm's page and someone said, "Oh yeah, this is good, but she's no I don't know. I can't even remember the name now." And so I looked up who that was, and she was a screamer in in a metal band. And I'm like, well, obviously I'm I'm not like her. She screams. I sing. So you wouldn't like look at Bruce Dickinson and say, well, you know, he's no Bjorn from Soil Work or whatever, because he, you know, like it's totally I don't know. Different they animals don't, there. Yeah, and they you don't ever have that with guys. Even just clean singing, usually you never a new band comes out and it's got a clean vocalist. You don't see them comparing them to other clean vocalists unless they sound like someone. Like straight up, if you sound like you know Hansi Kirsch, someone's gonna say that. Be like, whoa, this guy really sounds like Blind Guardian. You know, but that's it. That's ever. That's all. Always. That's that's it. That's what it is. And then. With girls, it's always like, oh, well, this band's better and that band's better, and it's like two completely different genres or whatever. And why do that? I don't, I don't get that part. That's um, a really great, uh, you know, I've never thought of it that way, but that does happen. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the next step right there. It's getting rid of that stuff, and then, but you know, you can't, uh, can't leopard can't change his spots or whatever the the phrase is. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, on behalf of moron males everywhere, I'm sorry for asking the question. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I don't, I mean, I no, don't no, mind No, no, I think it's a very it valid point that even this question comes up. And I seriously went back and forth, but I just thought that quote was so great, and I just wanted to hear what you had to say about it. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on. Um, now, of all the Unleash the Archer Facebook posts in the past few months, the one I was most intrigued by was where you put up a possible tour stops map in North America. How's the tour planning going? Um, pretty good. It's difficult, you know, to make everything work exactly like you want it to. You can't always get the dates that you need, you know, that need in the cities that you need. So, um, things have, and it's not exactly like that map right now, but, um, we're going to try and get to most of it. Um, definitely the East is happening. We've already got all of our Eastern Canadian shows confirmed and a lot of our Northeastern U.S. shows confirmed. And we've actually already had the Florida show announced. So <clears throat> we're definitely going to be doing that. But it's just a matter of how much we can get done in the time that we have because, you know, we all work day jobs and we only get a certain amount of vacation time. And, you know, any more than that, we're quitting our jobs or, yeah, basically... So uh, we're working with what we have and, and doing as much as we can. But right now it looks like um, probably we'll only be able to fit in the east and central and a little bit of northwest stuff. So unfortunately, but we saw a lot of western folks last year. And if they didn't come out, it's, um, it's too bad. We'll be back, though, for sure. Well, I, I just think I should warn you that it... You know, if you don't come to Nashville, Tennessee, or Louisville, Kentucky, Gomfog and I are going to come live with you until <laughs> we can see a show. So just be aware that's going to happen. Okay, and if you're not on this one, then I'll make sure that you're on the next one. Oh, no, it won't matter. We're coming. I'm telling you. Just get ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get the blow-up mattress. There we go. All <laughs> right, now, uh, I want to depart from music for just a second, and I want to compliment you on this great article I read about your top ten sci-fi reads or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was a great list, man. I love some of that stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, I have to ask you, though, as part of who's your favorite Benny Jesuit? Oh, I can't. There's so many good ones to choose from. Yeah. Um, God, I don't even remember her name anymore. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Frank Herbert wrote a series called Doom, which is one of the greatest sci-fi series ever written, and uh, Brittany enjoyed it as well as I. There's actually um, the new book written by um, Frank's son, son Brian, yeah. Sisterhood of Doom. That is the only one that I have been interested in reading I mean, because you know he's actually read uh, i mean written a lot of dune books uh, oh yeah since, yeah since frank passed away more than his dad exactly so yeah way more than his dad <laughs> so i um i'm really looking forward to reading that one because it focuses almost entirely on the ben and Gesserit and um you know their lives you know with what's going on uh <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I gotta reread the whole series because I just can't even think right now. But that book is probably gonna draw me back into the series pretty hard. I think as soon as I can find it, it's right now. It's only in this like weird, uh, super tall trade or not trade like paperback book thing that's like uh-huh. just so weird and awkward. And I am yeah. a judger of covers. <laughs> If there, if there was ever one. And I just can't bring myself to buy this thing. It's so hideous. So I'm like waiting for it to come out and train, or at least a regular size paperback that will match the rest of my series. So I haven't read it yet, but right. I'm very excited. Good. Well, we'll move on from your phobia of big books. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the new album coming, Brittany. The 26th, June 26th is the release date in Europe. July 10th is the release date in North America. You're working on your tour. I also saw where you have some shows scheduled, like on May the 30th, you're doing the Orange Metal Cruise 2. Is that correct? Yeah, we we played, um, uh, it's called the, uh, what is it called? The Metal Cruise, uh, the Invisible yeah. Orange Metal Cruise, which is, the Invisible Orange is a, prom- a promotion company here in Vancouver that puts on all the big metal shows. And once a summer, he charters a boat, and all the metalheads go out into the middle of the, um, uh, into the Burrard in the, there and all that, and play metal to all the barges that hang out there. So That's it's awesome. a, it was like a really good time, and it was beautiful, gorgeous day. Like you couldn't have asked for a more perfect day. Um, and all of my friends were there because you know we're all just friends here in the metal scene, anyways. And um, it was a really, really good time. Uh, and then we have three CD release shows coming up in July, which we'll actually have the album in hand for those shows. So that'll be really nice. And you're going to be playing with the Order of Chaos at those shows, right? Yes, yep, they are coming you out. and Amanda Kiernan on the same stage is out of hand. <laughs> I wish I could be there. <laughs> We've actually played with them a lot. They are like one of our favorite, because they're just over one province over. So um, uh, we play with each other whenever we cross the borders between the provinces pretty much we just love those guys and we've known them and been friends with them for a long time like since you know the beginning of uta and we both started in 2007 i think actually um 
so it's been uh, it's been a long history together and yeah we're really excited that they were willing to come out to the west coast to play with us for these they're releasing an album as well actually um yeah, they apocalypse moon yeah apocalypse moon i think yeah. it's out now if i remember correctly it is out they have a video out for the title track right yeah i saw the music video i didn't i didn't see a link of where to buy digitally or anything like that though so i wasn't sure if it was quite out or not but i get my left arm to see that show <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a really good time for sure yeah and we're playing with eye of odin from the island on the two the two island shows and that's gonna be rad and then Pyramidian um, in the, at the Vancouver show, and they are a new band here in Vancouver that's like an amalgamation of members of like all these different really rad metal bands in Vancouver. So it's kind of like a super group. Um, really excited to play with those guys too. Yeah. Well, Brittany, where can fans get music and merchandise and information uh, about and for uh, Unleash the Archer? Um, well, pre-order packages and the record once it's out are going to be available. Well, they are available up on our Big Cartel page, which is unleashtheArchers.bigcartel.com. Um, but you can just go to unleashtheArchers.com and it'll give you a link there. And um, I think, yeah, we're up on iTunes and Amazon. And uh, if you you can order from Napalm Records, direct from Napalm you can order direct from napalmrecords.com. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's right now that's basically the only outlets that Napalm has um, has provided. I think, like, hmv.com and maybe a couple other sites like that have uh, okay. pre-orders available as well. But I'm not too sure. Well, excellent. We'll try to we'll get the we'll – not try. We'll get those up on our Facebook page uh, uh, tomorrow or the next day or so. Oh, cool. Thank you. All right. Well, Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers, thank you so much for joining us again. It's always a pleasure and a lot of fun to talk with you. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I really have a good time with you guys, so I'll have to do it again. Well, everybody be looking for that new album and the tour announcement coming soon. Till next time, this is Brian and Brittany at the Great Metal Debate saying good night. Good night. Good night.